This is Mel. This is Tosh. And welcome to Mahogany Momology, an online and podcast dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And so this is our first episode where we will tackle mom myths, specifically Black mom myths. And we'll take a moment to break down these myths as well as offer solutions and general discussion. So some of these myths that we've heard, we've probably heard it in passing. We did pose our question on our social media platforms, just talking about what things you have heard. And some of them include, first one, uh, full-time mothers don't spend enough time with their children. And so, again, these are our opinions. These are things that we've heard in passing as uh, we have children of our own. And Mel, what are your thoughts? Full-time mothers don't spend enough time with their children. I, how much time do they think that we need to provide? Well, there are 24 hours in a day. But, okay, so I work eight hours. Mm-hmm. So if I do the math, plus I got to sleep, you got to work out. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, the kids at school. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, I mean, if I give four hours, am I good with the law? I mean, like, is there like a law that's in the book? I don't know if there's a law per se <laughs> that needs to be broken. But if, like you said, if you look at it as such, eight hours is devoted to working. And in conjunction, hopefully your children are at school for those six to eight hours, right? True, true. Um, sometimes 10 if they do after school care of some sort, you know? So they're tired. They're tired as heck. We've got to make dinner mm-hmm. unless you have maybe a significant other that may help out. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I, I see it as a myth. I don't know who in society thinks that this is okay. Um, I don't care what part, if you're a full-time working mom or even a stay-at-home mom. True that. Or even, I mean, even the homeschool moms. I mean, that's still a lot for them. I mean, because mm-hmm. they're already spending, quote-unquote, the eight hours or whatever, how they schedule. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't see it as reasonable. I'm not sure what people think in their minds that it's going to work. Um. I think there's different ways of spending time with your children. Maybe it's more of a quality thing, not a quantity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think just because perhaps people see me at a PTA meeting or um, out and about with my kid, maybe it's just more about quality. So maybe this it's not necessarily a solution, um, but maybe it's how we show ourselves that we're spending time with our children. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, Like you said, I may not be at the PTA, but, you know, my child may do extracurricular activities on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever. And so I'm me being present. That's our quality Mm -hmm. time. Whatever we may do on the weekends, that might be quality time. Exactly. Um, A lot of people who are um, very religious or have faith, you know, um, will use that time maybe on Wednesdays where they do Bible study and they have kids. So that's, you know, you have to kind of, you know, you have to carve it in um, where you see fit. But um, again, I just want to reiterate, you know, these are myths. These are myths. And you can laugh about it, too. And you can be like deuces to the mess, okay? (laughs) Because whatevs. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if you see a mom that's spending time with their kid in a certain way that you might be interested in, no harm in tapping them on the shoulder and saying, hey, how do you do it? Word up. And not to say that 
Um, it is, uh, it's perfection. <laughs> Nothing's perfect. I don't think there's any right model. I yeah, just yeah. think sometimes we don't, you say this to me all the time, you only, you, you know what you don't know or mm-hmm. you always know what you, you only know what you know. Right, right. But when you see another mom going, you know, the extra mile perhaps, or maybe doing something different that you just didn't even think about, like mm-hmm. taking a day off or going to your child's school once a week during lunchtime. Yeah. Ask the question, how are you able to do that? Like, are you just, maybe it's just simply asking your boss. Or maybe you are the self-employee and you don't realize, hey, you know what? I can't go to my school, my kid's school every week and and show that quality time. It can definitely, what is, at the end of the day, it is what is your priority, right? So if your children are your priority, you are talking to your employer as a full-time person. Hey, my child has a recital in the morning. He has this, he has that. You know, hopefully your boss, bosses um, have children of their own and understand that you know, trying that you're trying to maintain that work-life balance and provide that flexibility, right? True. If you are self-employed, it's screwed. You know, you you <laughs> you write your own rules, right? You know, so um, you know, that's that's kind of the way it is. But I would hate I hate the thought that that is out there that because I work full time, um, I'm neglecting my children or my children are being neglected in a certain way. I definitely don't wanna kinda have that uh, feeling put out there. So mm. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. All right, let's shoot for number two. Um another myth that we talk about is that as black women, we don't have healthy partnerships while child rearing. And so when I say that, um, I was talking to Mel about an experience that I had just, you know, talking with new people um, when I was pregnant. It was kind of the beat around the bush way, like, is there a spouse, daddy? They looking at you cry cry or something? Yeah, like, 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 you know, is there someone, is there a partner involved while you're... You know, why do people even want to know? Like, why are you opening your business like that? One, okay, that's a whole nother conversation. But two, you know, let me just say, in in communication, right? You know, you've got verbal, you've got nonverbal, right? So if you look at somebody and say, my indirect observation, I, I am married, I have a ring, you know, on my finger. So go ahead and say, you know, you can use that deductive reasoning to kind of figure out that there is a partner, you know, there. Um, I'm not sure why. I don't know. You know, I don't know why people, why do you, why do you care if I do or don't? I don't know. know? They have nothing else better to do instead of like maybe to make themselves feel better. Or to, if you're talking to maybe different cultures, different races, it will reiterate some of their internal uh, thought process about, you know, black women. and. So if you're black, talking. you're pregnant, and there's not a physical man next to you, then you automatically assume, yo, I'm just putting it out there. You know, I, I mean, people think that way. I'm just saying, you know, no. Obviously, the man cannot be next to me 24-7. I, I, I need to go, you know, get my feet done. I got to, you know, I got to go to the doctor. That's one thing. Going to the doctor. <laughs> 
is a good example in that. Because don't they always ask you, like, who's going to be around you? Yes. Yes. I mean, from a medical perspective, I understand because they're trying to figure out um, the support system. You know, they're trying to identify um, neglectful hazardous situations. I get it. But, you know, sometimes if you're, I don't know, say if you're just sitting in the waiting room, like... You know, you just there praying. It's a natural question. I feel well. You think? See, I know. I just walked right into the myth, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's that now. Na- oh well, you know, um, mm-hmm. how long you and the dad been together? Don't worry about all that. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. So what should people? I mean, I, I guess it's just people don't know what to ask. Then don't ask me. Okay. Ask me. How's the pregnancy going? Ask me, what are you doing for yourself? Ask me anything else but, you know, it's like, and, you know, I, I say that to say, I get that a lot from older, from the older okay, generation. Like, Not young. I, I will say that caveat. I get it from a lot of older, you know, and it's like, all right, well, you know, single parenthood is not a new phenomenon. I mean, really, you know, it's not. I mean, if I see a pregnant woman out and about, I'm, like, more apt to go, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, I see her doing X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, I may go up to her and be like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. good luck to you. You know, that's, rock that's on. It. But I don't think in my head I've never said, oh, I wonder if there's, like, a baby daddy involved or some." And I say that once you sit down and you're engaging in a conversation with somebody, I mean, not like me just meeting you and you're, you're visibly pregnant. And I'm like, where's the daddy? I, you know, who does that? Who's asking that? Well, it maybe it depends on the family. Member. No, Jesus. Okay. So I say that, <laughs> you know, y'all thought that. sometimes um. when people sit down and they are very, com- they feel comfortable in talking with you and you're engaging in conversation and these are the kinds of questions or the kinds of comments that come up. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get you. You know, that's all. Myth. Absolute myth debunked. If I'm married or not, you know, I have a village, right? So, the... the, the or do you have a village? Elaborate. What do you mean? Well, that's a myth in itself. Just because one is pregnant doesn't mean they have a village. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Which goes back to your, you know, healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I... I don't think that everyone has a village per se. You know, just because one's pregnant doesn't mean, oh, okay, well, I've got, you know, 10 brothers and sisters or five brothers and sisters and I live on the same block with all of them or in the same community with everybody and we're all working together. I would think it's more or less like, hey, do you have a village? Uh, that's not a question I'm asking someone from jumping. True, very true. Yeah, that's something. If I get to know you, or if we're engaging, or something like true. that, then you know, then I can. And if you feel, if we feel comfortable with each other, I can ask those kinds of questions. So, mm, I'm not sure, but uh, but I'm putting it out there that, like anything else, there are some that do have healthy relationships. There are some people that don't have healthy relationships while child rearing, obviously. But I. I don't want it to necessarily um, go to the negative perspective. Like, I don't want people to always feel like we don't have one. We do have, you know. We have positive relationships. Yeah, yeah. We do. Surprisingly, more likely than not, you know. Oh, absolutely. 
And I just don't want to kick into that um, that because stereotype of what yeah, this is what they see, this is what they hear, this is what they've heard. Third, um, you know, second, fourth, third ear replay, you know, those kinds of things. We're out here, we're there. So, hmm. does that go to the whole thought process that you should just sit down and be somewhere? Sit. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No, no. So the uh, so what Mel is talking about, another myth is pregnancy is not a time to be seen or heard. So many times people have said, again, going back to my own personal experience, why don't you go sit down somewhere? You're pregnant. Go sit down. Relax. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, I can relax. But you know what? I also like to, I don't know, go work out. You know? Yeah. I think just the fact of being pregnant, like... Goes to the thought that I should be sitting at home with my feet up, eating candy chips, blah, blah, blah. Put your life on a shelf. Yes, from day one, from the moment I heard I was pregnant. I'm like, nah, you know. I will say from personal experience, like, especially when I was pregnant that first and second trimester, Mm -hmm. um, I did quite a bit of exercise. Actually, up to the third trimester, actually, with my first, I exercised quite a bit. And and I did some hardcore kind of, you know, things. Yeah. Well, I heard you're not supposed to stop working out, but. Exactly. And so it was clear by my doctor, you know, at the time I was telling her I was doing this. And so she asked beforehand, you know, how long have you been doing it? Has it been a long time? And so I was like, yeah. So she was like, just fine. You know, you know, you go at your own pace. And nice. If, you know, you feel uncomfortable, stop, obviously, you know, but yeah, I was, I was out there, you know. I, I do think some moms do stop doing things, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be, you know, the working out, um, they stop their plans. Some moms do, you know, they stop traveling. They stop well, just. FAA won't allow you, you know, if you're flying well, up until, well, I mean, up until so many months. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I get it. It's a, it's a health thing, but some women just do. They go into I don't know, this weird, I call it the weird mom mode, where we just lose ourselves. Mm. Um, kind of going back to, well, just sit down and go somewhere. Da, 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 but you so are you saying to. those thought processes, thought processes are embedded from pregnancy to like just once you're pregnant to put your life uh, on the shelf? Like it, it, you think it starts from pregnancy? I, do, I have, don't want to, but until you have I, feel your like, I feel like society, sometimes society wants us to do that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying the moms that we're around do it. Yeah. I just think sometimes no. society's like, you just need to go sit down over there and go, you know, have your kid and be quiet. Is, is that an archaic thought process given not so much seeing celebrities because they have the financial means to, you know, live their life and do that. I think with your everyday mom, do you think um, what we see out there is changing Mm -hmm. the narrative or changing the dialogue? I think think it has changed the narrative. I mean, Mm -hmm. we were talking about, um, I mean, some people have seen the article or news on Senator Duckworth? Yeah, Tammy Duckworth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not that she's, like, the only person in the world who's done this, because, I mean, we see it in, like, Germany and other countries where women are going into the Senate and whatever parliament, and they're breastfeeding Mm -hmm. their child right there when they're passing laws. So that, to me, is a a new, quote-unquote, new situation 
because it's not, well, you know, I do my nine to five and I come home or it's not about I'm a stay at home mom. We're able to do a variety of things while raising our kids and sometimes combining things, i.e., you know, you have your kid right there with you in a meeting if if it allows it to be. But we I mean, the development and having more companies that will have the the birthing rooms and not birthing rooms, but breastfeeding rooms and things like that. It, it, that's that's new. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not that is new. It, it allows us to not be on the shelf. But I think some people still want us to be on the shelf. There are some. <laughs> so we're battling that. I eat mama. <laughs> our, own, <laughs> our own mamas. Um, yes, there is. I agree. There is a that battle. Because as, as righteous as we want to be um, with trying to break that mold, we still have uh, that of family members who, um, you know what, due to lack of their own awareness, um, or rep- representation yeah. of their own, like they don't see, and they again come from a different time where they don't see, um, you know, people having babies and doing, you know, they're, they're yeah, you trying to do too much. You're doing too much. much. Seems too much, as they say. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where really, if you work on your support system, you can do what they, you know, you can do these things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like it is a myth to be, you know, sitting there. It'd be rather be seen not to be seen or heard is a big myth yeah yeah instead of you know you should be seen and heard basically if that does allow whatever that means for you mm-hmm. so if that means hey you know go go and travel with your kid domestically and internationally what if that means hey you know i want to join a few boards Mm-hmm. Why not? Kid in tow. Take them if you can. Push, push it to where you can have the kid with you in the meetings. Be in politics. Be be in politics or in the corporation. You know, we need to change the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and some women really are changing the narrative. It's, I mean, you know, Yahoo when she tried to do, you know, her having the kid in 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 her office. Granted, it didn't translate down to. The rest of the company who? as well was who, who was the CEO of Yahoo? Yahoo? Wasn't it Yahoo? She had like the nursery in her office. Marissa, okay, Marissa Mayer, okay, okay. Oh so, no, now now you're gonna come for me? No, I'm not coming for you. I'm not. All I'm saying, Yahoo CEO, unlimited funds, but it didn't translate down to everybody. But it because it starts from the top. It did start a great conversation, and it did. It should be a way for moms who are CEOs to push the narrative and change the narrative. Okay, and I think that's really what she was trying to do. It just didn't. It has not, unfortunately, translated down. I mean, it's great that California, you know, has its Family Paid Leave Act. Mm, well, I know, but I'm just saying it's changing the narrative. Okay, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. I, I, I get what she was trying to do. I get definitely, definitely get more corporations need to really incorporate 
that true, true work-life balance. Bring your kids, have the, you know, some companies actually have a daycare, at, you know, um, within their, their things. So yeah, you can they, bring your they child, outsource that, yeah. You know, and that, that helps promote not only uh, quality time, but, you know, breastfeeding. You don't have to worry about where your child is, how you do it, and you can just go around the corner or to mm-hmm. the third floor or what have you, you know. I get it. I get where you're going. Okay. I see. Going back to Miss Marissa Mayer, they did say in CNBC she's the least likable CEO. <laughs> but why is is it is it nah not so much from a mom perspective? It's more her policies, yeah, and her yeah her work, yeah. All right, but I get it. I know. Rock on, rock on, sis. Rock I mean, on. Okay. All right. And so our next myth. Let's talk about. Um, <laughs> I like. The idea, like, black mothers cannot or should not be vulnerable, right? Because we can't show emotion? Because we cannot. We we are often seen as this strong black, you know, superwoman, cape on, um, you know, we, we handle it all. We are the fixer. We're the closer. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are... The Alpha and the Omega, <laughs> which I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we are. I'm saying. I but, mean, we're great, but I think it puts a lot of pressure on on them all, right? So when you know, I, I think about it from you know when we start cracking, you know, um, yeah, you know, that's where it's like, okay, well, what's going on? We we should not crack. That's that's where I'm going. We should not be cracking. We should not cry. We should not. Um, and if you do, don't cry in front of anybody else. Right. Right. So the whole never let them see you sweat. Yes. Yes. Which all of it is ridiculous. I like how you're like looking at me going. Mm, no. I don't know. No, no. See me sweat. That's what I say, you know, because I, I, I don't have the knowledge of it all. You know, you I'm only com- know what you know. I only know what I know. And me being a new young mom, I'm, I'm literally tack- tackling every situation head on as it is. I, I don't have any research behind it. I don't know, you know. I mean, there's really, I mean, yeah, there's books, but the same token as we're living, being moms and being Mm -hmm. black moms in everyday situations, you have to, I mean, you're going to have to cry. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where either you go into the bathroom or, you know what, you, you have to build your support system. You have to be intentionally vulnerable Mm -hmm. (laughs) to Mm -hmm. go into situations and go into, Meeting other moms and taking the time going, you know what? My day was horrible. And I really want to use a curse word. But my day. Why not? This is free speech. My day sucked. This is free speech. You can say my My day. My day sucked. My my day was fucked up. Okay. (laughs) And I'm over it. And I'm tired of this kid crying. And I just want to, you know, sit there in the car and cry. And it's. Okay. Elaborate on intentional vulnerability. Intentionally being vulnerable, meaning you allow yourself to be in the presence of others. Meaning you will go seek out another group 
or seek out a friend and say, I need help or I need to talk. I need to be around someone else or, hey, babe, whether you're in a lesbian relationship, whether you're, you know, hey, whatever babe. relationship. Hey, babe, period. Hey, babe. <laughs> That's it. Um, I, I need to vent and let it and let it flow and let and you know what at the same time I'm not saying doing it just one time but have have regular sessions with other people and have those discussions and on the same lines of being intentionally vulnerable let your kids see you cry have you ever seen your mom cry um I did but she I don't think she ever saw that I saw her mm. You know how, like, the door's closed or it's cracked? Yeah. hmm Yeah. On a few occasions. Yes. I've seen my mother cry once. And what did you think? Like, oh, my God. Like, like she really hurts. Because going back to your intentional vulnerability, I think we become vulnerable uh, when it gets to a boiling point and we no longer know as... You know, we don't know. We don't have any um, um, answers. Answers. Yeah. No way to look it up. Yeah. There's no way to fix it before it comes to that point. It is the straw that broke the cam that broke the camel's back. So she, when I saw that, she was at that point. Like there was, you know, she she was hopeless. There was nothing that she could do um, to fix that situation because we. We, we are fixers. We want to be able to fix it before um, it, it falls apart. We're solution oriented. Yeah. Yeah. Or others see it fall apart. So when I saw that, I was just like, wow, she really like she Did really you think different of her. No, not at all. I didn't think di- like it was just like, you know, the situation that made her that way. I was angry because, you know. You you know that situation brought it to that point. Like it shouldn't okay. have, it shouldn't have. You know, um, the reason the reasoning behind that was that it was you know, um, it was out of her control. It was out of her control. So when I saw that, I was just like, you motherfuckers. Were... <laughs> you know, like really, okay. really, like you know, how dare you do this to my mom? Because in my mind, as a child, she. She she's the the queen of course she, yeah, but yeah but you don't look you don't look at her less right right because she cried right exactly and i think um society and 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 media um while it's great to have black women in leading roles and things like that um they also need to expand on the various emotions that we are willing to, that we feel, you know, we are not always, you know, we're not always the closers. We're not always, we can't always handle it. Um, And they just, we just, we need to be the damsel in distress. And that's okay. Because a lot of times, (laughs) a lot of times, you know, the image of vulnerability is is not us. What do you mean? Um, if a, a woman 
is vulnerable um, or it's being shown that a woman is vulnerable, chances are it's not a black woman. That's all I'm saying. saying. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And to see, you know, show us. Like, we can cry. Yeah. Yeah. We're seen as superheroes. We're seen as... And I will say, like, the vulnerability also that that is shown um, typically is that of anger, right? So The angry black woman? Yes. Yes. That's exactly where I'm going with that, you know. You, you said, oh, yeah. In society. In society. On media. Yes. Where we have to change the narrative. Because mm-hmm. we're not always the angry black mother or woman. A woman. <clears throat> you know? Or when I, you know, if I'm talking about something and I'm 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 passionate about something, you know, I'm not I'm not angry about it. I'm just just passionate. I use my hands a lot. I mean, that's true. That's true. I talk with my hands. That's I mean, that's just you know. I think I, but I think people have to constantly, not people, us black moms have to constantly show that, but show, but also then back it up and say. what we're talking about is positive what Mm -hmm. we're talking about is us that whole this is us and i mean that show being that vulnerable to you know talking and not just oh let me hide behind closed doors Mm -hmm. all the time with with whatever situation so sorry i feel bad because i don't really watch this is us I think I've only watched one episode. So okay. I okay. Okay. No, that's fine. I I watched I watched a handful of it, and it's. Do you feel like it's too heavy for us to watch? I just didn't watch it because by that time I'm asleep. <laughs> I mean, you could ZVR, and I mean they they have it on yeah. demand, but I, I just ah, uh, it's. I think as a whole. I think they use the show too much. Like they they prey on that emotional. Oh. They use it like it's overdone. It's it's heavy. It's heavy all the time. And we're not always heavy people. Yeah. No. And I, I'm just saying people yeah. in general, not yeah. not black or white or anything. Yeah. It's just a heavy show a to lot. deal with on a weekly basis. Anyway, that's all I was saying about that. Not one anybody coming for me. <laughs> but but <clears throat> in terms of being like mothers cannot or should not be vulnerable. What do you think? How how do we change that narrative, or can can we change that narrative? We can change that narrative. I, I, some of it, um, to me, is just show more positive images. Like you mentioned before, sit down and talk with your partner and just say, "I need help with this." Before it gets to the point that it boils over, and the way you respond to them is that of of anger or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, do it that way. You know, sit down and and talk. Just talk with your partner. Not so much sit down and and give your partner a laundry list of things, but (laughs) say, you know, break it down so that it's it's manageable for you and manageable for your partner. That's sure. that's my that's my suggestion. Trust I'm no counselor. Let me say, I, I will I will say that with the edit. I am not a counselor. Um, <laughs> Take, yeah, take we're both with. not in psychology. We- take it for what it is. Try it. And if any of you guys have, like, any ideas, tips, tricks, things like that, um, definitely feel free. Shout us out. Write it on our Facebook. 
Mm-hmm. Or Instagram. So that's that, that. But going back, that's how our, that's the solution that I have for that. So Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Shall we take a break? Yes. We okay. will use that time to take a break now. So welcome back. Um, again, this is Mahogany Mammology, and we um, have been talking about myths um, in terms of being a Black mom. And um, so we kind of went through a few ideas, and again, we invite you to jump on our Facebook and Twitter and whatnot and let us know your thoughts and solutions. Um, but I think for the next part of this, kind of talking about what what we didn't know <laughs> and how or what has worked for us. So um, I wish I had knew more about what a doula was or what the importance was of having a doula. I didn't know. So are you just to just to clarify as far as wishing, you know, about motherhood in general or just what? Like as being a black mom, like for some reason, I thought like having a doula was like a rich thing. Mm hmm. False. Okay. See, like, it's a misbuster, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And I know we've got probably a lot of doula listeners who and are I'm, screaming. They're going to come for me. And that's okay. Come for me. Screaming. If you I'm see not sure her, if I'm done having kids. So, see, I mean, if you see her in the streets, <laughs> you can come for her neck. But I just didn't know. So, for, for our moms that may be expecting, like, what... What led you to even want to have a doula, maybe even on the first or second kid? I, I, I'm curious. So, uh, as, as a back, um, I had doulas for both children. And I honestly saw another black woman who had a doula. And it just... Okay. And this woman is, is, is not rich by any means, you know, um... Or anything, and I just thought that was really a really cool thing to have another woman who, you know, is here to support me in this child rearing process. I don't have to go at this alone. Mm-hmm. And while yes, you have your mother, and you ha- and if you if you have sisters, that's great. Um, my personally, my mother comes from a different time, and so I didn't honestly want any of that backlash um any of that um headbutting headbutting of ideas Mm. because (laughs) i feel like me and my mom were one and the same but just born in two different uh generations so um i did i saw i saw a friend who had one and i was like okay I'm, I'm going to try this. But I, I was like you. Uh, I did think it was it was associated with, you know, rich women. Yeah, I didn't rich. even, like, I, I don't even know how, yeah. And yeah. so I personally, I just I just jumped on Google and, and did a research. And, I mean, yes, it, it does cost money. I mean, having a child costs money. But I was, at the time, looking for, um, um cost effective and actually the first doula I had was a student doula oh so of course she was you know considerably cheaper but yeah, yeah. And, it, and it just lucked out that way um interesting but again you don't know what you don't know I mean yeah. a lot of people 
don't know doula awareness as i would you know i'll put yeah. it out there they just all if you're or the pregnant, various types of childbearing and child all they i mean all you know what you know is that once you're pregnant you go to the doctor and you make sure that your child is healthy yes. and they will give you resources um medications what have you to make sure those 9 months um are smooth as possible you know so and i will also say Hmm. My doctor was, she didn't even, I brought it to her that I had a doula. She did not, you know. Oh, wow. She, she did not tell. Did she support this? Yes, because in her practice, obviously, she's had other women who've come in with doulas and so forth. You know, um, she she was about that. But I say that I'm, I'm wondering if, if, um. Well, how am I? How am I going to say? How can I say? Do awareness is do if is, she would have um, brought that to my attention as a black woman. I see your point because I didn't really. I didn't again. I thought it was a rich, rich thing. Mm-hmm. But I wonder too if you, so. It sounds like you're saying if you were white mm-hmm. or non-black, non-black. <laughs> Would your doctor say, hey, have you thought about having a doula? Yeah. Uh, it's something that circles in the back of my head. I, I, I can't say yes or no. Because I think it also goes into the other thing about my personal experience, you know, my personal thoughts on, you know, doctors and uh, the medical, so, yep. yeah, the medical field. Some doctors are very open to kind of having that more holistic um practice where they'll incorporate midwives and things like that and yeah. there are other doctors that are they just have them and and that's that's it about their clinic so i think it's just doctor dependent too so that's, that's also another thing to think about i will i will mm-hmm. consider it mm-hmm. so that's something you wish you knew um i wish i had knew i will get depressed okay some people just think that having a baby will make them happy and you know what? I, I and this is where I promote celebrities. Um, celebrities, uh, mom celebrities have really kind of put that on the map for us mm-hmm. um, about postpartum depression or being depressed. I know most True. recently, yeah. what's her name? Uh, Chrissy Teigen talked about that with her first child. Oh, she did. I didn't even see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She did. Um, who? Oh goodness, her her face. Oh my goodness, Brooke okay. Shields, Brooke Shields. Are we talking about like the one who was married to old dude? Uh, Tom was it Tom Hanks? Not Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. No, but I think he did try to say something. He, yeah, Tom Cruise wasn't. It was Katie Holmes, wasn't it? Katie Holmes. He's married. He was married to Katie Holmes, but I think Brooke Shields said something about postpartum, and he in return retorted gotcha. by. Saying, kind of almost being downplaying it. Yeah, and it it. shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Um, So I I say that to to say, you know, I wish I had known, but I feel like in the reverse, what I felt like has helped me um, is never making sure I never have enough mom friends, if you Mm -hmm. will, or having um, an extended support group so outside of the immediate family um 
whether it be through looking for different, you know, mom groups in mm-hmm. the area, mm-hmm. um, as well as through um, the school, uh, developing that network. Um, I feel like it's helped me, quote unquote, debunk certain myths that, that we've been talking about, um, as well as allowing me to realize I can be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That, that goes, I, mm-hmm. goes right back to, you mm-hmm. know, all of that. Um, so I say that to encourage people to definitely be intentionally vulnerable about looking for groups. Um, and then the last thing that I feel like has helped, well, I'm still working on this, but um, is outsourcing to allow me to have more time to spend with my child. Okay. I know you looked at me like. No, no. no. And what I mean by that is we, we talked about, you know, spending time with our child, our children, and being able to do everything, like the cooking, the cleaning. Well, I don't have time to cook and clean every day. Mm-hmm. So I finally broke down. And I said, you know what? All right, I'll hire someone to come in and clean. Now, I'm helping the economy. <laughs> All right. But... That moment, I mean, not that I'm saying, like, I don't pick up, you know, when that person's not there, but that deep clean <laughs> of the home or, you know, just being able to go, okay, you know, I don't really have to worry about these spots on the floor. It'll get, that'll get taken care of. That's a relief. I can now use that time, quality time for my children. And I express to you, like, you know, no one, not everybody has funds to be outsourcing life. You know what I'm saying? True. Um, so if you are my friend and you know, if you come into my house and you know it is messy, it's not, you know, due to me. You know, I blame my kids. <laughs> but it's still a good environment, though. It's a good, yeah, yeah. I say that to say, if you come into my house and my house is not spotless, guess what? It is what it is. I got two kids. Oh, yeah. You don't <laughs> like it? Come. I got a Swiffer in the in the closet. Come, come. Come and help. Exactly. Come. You know? Not, well, not I mean, to say I think, I'm a nasty person no. or anything like that. <laughs> and you're not. You're not. You're not. But I don't just mean cleaning. I mean, you know, you know, grocery shopping, you know, like that. Like, your house is not that bad. Actually, your house is actually really good. <clears throat> so, uh, unless you're just cleaning up when I come over for some reason. But, I, I mean, I don't think that. So, uh, but the point being, like, yo, no one, not everybody has money to be outsourcing. So, another thing could be, you know, if, if you take, if you do take pride in 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 trying to keep your house household you know under wraps you know i've I've been looking on pinterest to try to um break it down yeah you know how do you break down you know they show things like you know how do you clean your house in in a week or something like that and so i i look at it like yo my house is not gonna get cleaned all day on saturday that's impossible that's boring yeah who who grew up cleaning and mopping raise their hand Anyway, um, Monday or Sunday through Saturday, you know, like Sunday, you clean just the bathroom. Monday, you, you know, um, make up the bed. Tuesday, you know, you, yeah, you know, I'm, so you break it down like that. And I had, a, we had another um, friend who even said they do laundry every day. So like the basket's full, it mm-hmm. gets put in. In the wash, and then they transfer it, like, for example, like, they'll start the wash, like, right when they get up. Yeah. And then they move it over to the dryer. So when they come home, they can fold that that load. Mm -hmm. And they repeat the cycle. 
every two days or something. So I and mean, I've heard. I would say, and if various you, hacks. If you got kids of a certain age, you know, mm. like me. <laughs> well, I mean, I I have him do the dishes. Not fizz. I mean, he does the dishwasher and his, and it's fine. If your child is of a certain age, come get come fully clothed, you know. Yeah, and and wipe down my sink and all that. It's stuff. still spending quality time. I'm not, you know, and teaching them responsibility. I'm not is. trying to I'm not trying to break child labor laws or anything like <laughs> We're that. We're gonna get caught. No, I don't think we are. But I think it does. You know, it helps, and like, it it can make it fun. They're short enough. Come come come, scrub these baseboards. You already down there. <laughs> he, le- he learned matching by putting his socks together. There you go. There you go. See? So See? I say that, you know, life not hacks. everybody, life hacks, you know, uh, economically efficient life hacks. There you go. You can yeah. do that way. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what else Those, have you learned? Oh, gosh. What else have I learned? I wish I didn't oh, know. I wish you didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say, you know what? I know it sounds really small, crowded, and crazy and stupid, but. I didn't think potty training was going to be this difficult. I mean, I know I'm past it, like, right now. Come on, somebody! Somebody! <laughs> but I know I've texted you several times during that whole phase. Like, I was going to pull out my hair. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, it Well, I, I mean, I don't know if it's different with boys versus girls. I've heard it's easier with girls than it okay. is with boys. You'll Again, have to update. I will, I will provide you an update in about a year. <laughs> but... Like, stuff like that. Like, I don't think no one tells us that the potty training, the, you know, it, you can get past team no sleep all day long, but the potty training is a whole new level. And I don't care what anybody says. I'm not going to, you know, they could read a book talking about potty training a kid in three days or whatever. I'm like, yo, man. I don't believe that. <sighs> I, every kid's different so okay if every kid's different how we moms y'all sound off on that it was it if did you ever re- did you read a book um potty train in three days potty train in two hours and did it work for you let me know let me know <laughs> let me know <laughs> so those were my biggest ones okay if okay. you will yeah yeah absolutely yes. so and 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 generally speaking i think of course you i'm all about screw the rules right screw the myths the myths they're just out there you know and the more i'm um breaking these myths and shaking shit up uh the more you know you'll be aware that this is this is just bs you know these mom things these these mommy wars it's just bs so i usually just say you know if you see your fellow mom speak positive of the motherhood experience speak you know um change or challenge the narrative challenge the narrative absolutely help that mom out whose child is falling out in the food aisle of target you know what I'm saying? Be like, yo, sis. We got you. Don't just step over the chomp and be like, I've been there, son. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> like, you know, be like, yo. You know, just just in a little way here. I'm 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 gonna grab these granola bars for you while yeah. you while you calm her down or him down. You know, just you know. Help one another out. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Be empathetic. Yes. Yes. And show the empathy. Mm-hmm. And if others try to knock down um, a mom that you see just all she needed was just a quick helping hand, 
you you help challenge that narrative and challenge back those who are trying to keep us down. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man. So, with that, we invite you to continue the discussion via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us by searching Mahogany Mammology. And thank you for tuning in. Tuning in. Um, check out our show notes and some research tools and more online. And until next time, let your mom friends know how much you appreciate them. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.